your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, good afternoon, evening. Welcome to the end of your day, kind of the beginning of mine. Uh, but I'm going through a bunch of stories on the wire, on our website, trying to de- decide like what is the most important thing to talk about. I talked about yesterday <laughs> the Middle East. It was great. That's like my, like I'm an expert in that. Um, but gas prices already going up in the area. I think they're. I think they went up about five cents a gallon. I mean, this is all we really care about, right? Like bomb whoever you want over there, but uh, don't let gas prices go up. Um, so I was kind of reading about that before the show a little bit. Um, also. A couple other headlines. I saw McConnell says Congress is in a holding pattern on gun control, waiting for the White House to give them orders. It's kind of funny. The Senate, I should say, Congress and the Senate. Uh, The U.S. House already passed some gun control measures that sit idle in the Senate. Um, Waiting for the White House. I thought there were three branches of government, and we all, you know, bounced off each other. Uh, Trump outpaces Obama and Bush in naming ex-lobbyists to cabinet. So speaking of drain the swamp, that was another headline I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I think we all knew that already, though. Um, And if you didn't know Trump wasn't draining the swamp, he said after he was elected that he thought that was a stupid saying and he couldn't believe everybody believed it. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line if you want to get in here. Um on our Wisdom News website also, like, some good news for the Lacrosse County DA. They're going to get two new assistants, assistant district attorneys, I should say, um, part of Governor Evers' plan to help out with the courts, I guess. And Governor Evers announced today the addition of 65 new assistant district attorneys around the state, two in Lacrosse County. So Tim Grinke is going to get some help there. I think he uh, appreciates that. There was a, oh, here was the number. The office, so the district attorney's office, hasn't gotten extra positions since 2003. Now right there, that's got, that's got a, I feel like, I feel like over the last 16 years, they probably would have appreciated a couple of extra assistants. Um, also, the Cross Fire Department posted just an hour ago. They need our help. We had the fire department on yesterday, but this is new. This is uh, this happened today. Uh, somebody performed CPR at the Southside Walmart to help save someone's life as the first responders were coming. You know, as they called nine one one, and once first responders came, apparently. The uh, the person that helped that initial, you know, initially helped out was gone. Kind of like Batman disappears. So the, the fire department posted a picture of Batman. And uh, so, yeah, this person that helped, you know, perform CPR on this per, uh, on another person at, at the Southside Walmart. Once first responders got there, they apparently just left without saying anything. So we're going to get somebody with the fire department on. I'm going to... 
I think I'm going to call him in a couple minutes. We'll do the news and then I'll have him. I'll bring him back at like 7.15 or a little after 7.15. I'm looking at the uh, 24-hour clock, the uh, military time. 5.15. We'll try 5.15. And uh, what else did I have? Oh, I had one other. As I was coming in today, earlier in the day, I got a uh, robocall. So you guys get these around for a while. And and if you hang up on these things, I've learned that sometimes when you hang up on you just you automatically know, hello, well, you know, and it's just kind of a robot just trying to sell you something or trying to get you to hit yes, <laughs> hit one for yes, uh, whatever it is, insurance or whatever. This was for a warranty on my car. And we're like, did you know that your car's warranty is expired? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, my car's. Over a decade old. And my other car is, I think, 23 years old. So I definitely knew that. I definitely knew that my car's warranty has expired. So I kind of waited because it, sometimes it'll give you the option to just hit. If you do not wish to have any more of these calls, press, you know, pound or whatever. And that never came. I just repeated the, you know, hit five to talk to a warranty specialist. And I didn't have time to talk because I had to go. I really wanted to be like, yeah, I want to. I want to talk to a warranty specialist on my 2006 Grand Prix. That's uh, two tone. I hit a deer, <laughs> replaced the the other side of the car with a different color, and um, I think the muffler is about to fall off, so it's always rattling. <laughs> and if it's not my car, if they maybe they figured out my 1996 F-150's warranty expired. No, like, that would have been an interesting. I think I would have went there right away with the conversation. Oh, yeah, you guys learned my warranty's expired? What kind of warranty can you give me on my 96 F-150? I would really like to just up that warranty for another 10 years, maybe. Four or five years, one year. Because every year there's something else that goes wrong. I have to take that home this weekend and get the uh, shocks replaced. Like I said, I said this last week, but my dad just, we threw something in the back of the truck and it made a noise. And then my dad's like, hey, jump on the bumper. And it just, you know, makes some noise. And he's like, oh, it sounds like you're, yep, you're, you need your shocks replaced. We just get on, he crawls under there and looks and needs some, you know, and I'm sure it needs a hundred other things. 608-785-7914. I'm going to call the fire department. Right now, we'll get, get a little update on, on this uh, life-saving hero on the south side of lacrosse when we come back after the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line if you want to get in here. Now I've got, uh, I better look. I think it's Captain. i got to look at the text. Captain Lance Trigestad with me from the Lacrosse Fire Department. How's it going, Lance? Good. How are you doing, Rick? I'm good. All right. So I uh, I saw your Facebook post, maybe not yours, literally, but the uh, City of Lacrosse Fire Department on Facebook posted uh, a little Batman, Batman looking at the bat signal, and uh, you guys are looking for a, for somebody from the South Side, not in a bad way, like maybe the police would, but in kind of a good way. Can you explain what happened? Absolutely. Well, Cruz today responded on the South Side uh, to Walmart uh, for a medical call. Uh, bystander CPR was going on when our crews arrived. And bottom line is, after after packaging the patient, heading off to transport, assisting with that, we did not get a chance to catch that person's name. And we always like to recognize uh, people that step up in the community. 
bystander CPR any way possible. But uh, this person was doing a great job. Our crews commented how, how good a job he was doing. Um, you know, hopefully made an outcome on on, on the final product here, what we were going for, and, and saving lives. So uh, we went back to the store. The crews went back to the store, tried to find this person through through Walmart. They're working on it as well, trying to help us out. But at the, in the meantime, we thought we'll put it on Facebook. I mean, things go crazy on Facebook, and while it's still fresh in everyone's mind, we thought we'd put it out. And we're just we're looking to shake the person's hand, you know, pat him on the back, and and uh, just acknowledge them either publicly or privately. We're, we're not looking to make this a big thing um, if that person doesn't want that, but we just want to shake their hand and say thank you. And, again, we have no idea who this person is at this point. They just kind of blended off into the background, and as they're packaging the patient, he was gone. So kind of neat, actually. Yeah, uh, Lance Trickestad with the La Crosse Fire Department. So you guys posted this about two hours. Actually, I can hover over this. It'll tell me at 3.10 p.m., so almost two hours ago, or a little over two hours ago, uh, 707 shares already. So I would call this like mini viral as as, as it comes to uh, local community viral posts. It's actually going pretty well. I just peaked myself before we actually got on the air, and it's been viewed about 35,000 times. So uh, a lot of people are seeing it on their feeds. And again, we're just hoping that, that someone can come forward. And you know, none of us like to do that. I get that in the public. We don't like to raise our hand and say, yeah, that was me, but... Um, we're just looking to to recognize them again. Public or privately doesn't matter to us, yeah. but just 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 saying, hey, you did a great job, and then hopefully other people see it and and uh, you know learn some CPR in the meantime. Other people in the community, so yeah. And if you read some of the comments, one of the top ones is someone said they work at the store and their manager Kevin started CPR, then a bystander took over and they said he was a f- retired fire chief, but they don't know his name. So. Hmm. I did see that one. I did <laughs> see that one. Again, I, if it was a lacrosse fire chief, we would know who that is. Obviously, yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd recognize that person. So if it's a fire chief from somewhere else, that really makes sense that they just, they just disappear because we're always, you know, just here to do our job type of thing mentality. Um, but we want to recognize them if, if we can. Definitely. Uh, Lance, how often does it happen where, you know, responders come to a scene and somebody is helping out, you know, because and, and I guess, you know, yeah, first of all, yeah, how often does that happen? It happens often, and uh, through EMD, emergency medical dispatch, when someone calls nine one one, those fantastic dispatchers are giving CPR instructors or instructions. Sorry, for someone that maybe doesn't know how to do CPR, so they're on the phone giving them instructions. And and I will say, for the most part, someone's doing something. You know, whatever their skill level is, whatever their comfort level is. When we show up, there's usually hands on a person, and and they're going through through uh, with CPR or whatever they can do. So I- it's quite often. I, uh, I'm just going to ask you a question here. I, we were playing basketball. This is years ago at the at a gym, uh, you know, in town here. Uh, somebody ended up having a heart attack. We saw him slunched, you know, slouched over. He yeah. was actually sitting out at that point. Uh, you know, one of our one of my friends was giving CPR, and then the EMTs came in. Like, so it's like three courts worth of basketball court. You know, it's like three courts in sure. the gym. So the EMTs came in on the far end of the gym, and then they were like. They were just walking to the guy that was having a heart attack, and I'm like, "What are you doing? He's over there! Like, run! What do you, you know? Like, I wanted him to run. <laughs> Is there a rule there that they're not supposed to run because they could like trip and fall, or what? What was the deal there? Or was it just no? There, there's no rule. What we're usually doing is assessing the situation, and and you always have to be aware of your surroundings. So, as we're getting to these scenes. It's 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 uh, checking the situation, checking your surroundings, making sure everything is is safe for us. One thing, you know, we don't know what we're walking into, um, but then making sure as you get there that that you're ready to, to to work. And again, most of that starts from across the room, like you just said. They may be walking, 
Um, but they're not just taking their time. They're actually analyzing the situation, going there, and they're probably going a little bit faster than what you maybe even remember. Yeah, and they, they, um, weren't, they weren't just, like, slowly walking like you're at the mall or something. They were hurriedly walking, but I was like, sprint! Sure. What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, if, yeah. Well, and again, like, you, you hit it on the head. If you go running and trip and fall, then you just became part of the problem yeah. as well. You're there to help someone, and, and if you trip and fall and... And break an arm, let's say, that then you become part of the problem. And we're carrying a lot of gear with us usually. Yep, we have and a they lot were. of equipment in the bags and, and defibrillators, everything else. So it doesn't really it's not conducive to running across the gym. It's more of a, a fast walk, like you said, and, and just getting there with purpose. Yeah, and they didn't have their basketball shoes on either. Um yeah, they All were right, definitely there you, go. there you go. And I'll just say they were definitely carrying equipment. And I and my personal experience, I was a little panicked and my friend yeah. that was having a heart attack had been out for a while like for longer than i felt comfortable like five five or ten minutes so i was like what and he ended up having a quadruple bypass uh, a couple couple days later i believe so um anyway so i i guess uh the one other question i had is you know you talked about dispatchers kind of giving somebody cpr instructions over the phone if need be is there an easy way or what's the easiest way if somebody just wanted to learn CPR so that in case this happened, they would they would be able to help out? Is there an easy way to do that? I would say probably the easiest way, and I'm just shooting from the hip here, would just be to look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's videos on YouTube or American Heart Association, I'm sure, has videos where someone can learn basic CPR. Um, there's classes everywhere. I mean, you can take classes through Tech College um, on, on CPR at different levels, but the easiest way, and again, I've never done it because we do it through work, obviously, mm-hmm. at, at the healthcare uh, level, but looking up YouTube, I'm sure you can find basic CPR instructions. And, and, and while we're at it, too, I would just like to point out there's an app called PulsePoint. PulsePoint. Um, you can download an app. It's free, and it's connected to our area here, actually, wherever you're at, and it alerts you to cardiac events in a public situation. So like this instance today, that if anyone was a Pulse Point uh, app subscriber, it's free. Um, they would have been notified if they're within a certain radius of that person and can step in and help. Okay, yeah, that's, that's kind probably... of a neat thing to do as well. So, yeah, definitely. If you're like, and I was thinking, like, where where could I get certified? You, is there is there not really a way to screw up CPR where you could just look it up on YouTube and you're only going to help? You probably can't hurt at that point. You, you know, it's, it's putting hands on someone and starting those chest compressions. That's that right now they're, they're actually teaching, starting to teach hands only CPR. Um, so getting that, that chest going at a, at a very good rate. Um, it's, it's one of the most important things you can do right now. Just get that circulation continuing to move. Um, the breaths are, they're actually teaching right now not to do breaths as well. Mm-hmm. So if someone just puts their hands on someone and starts moving that chest up and down, that's a big part of it. All right. Cool. Thanks for the call, Lance. For, thanks for uh, letting us know. And hopefully, we, uh, you know, if this person wants to be uh, in, you know, found, we yeah. find them. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. That's Lance Trigastad with the uh, Lacrosse Fire Department. I'm going to make sure I said his name right because it's a little different. Yeah, Trigastad. Uh, captain with the Lacrosse Fire Department. The uh, fire department just a little while ago posted, and it's kind of gone viral now. Somebody at the Southside Walmart. You know, needed help. EMTs were coming, but a bystander ended up performing CPR on that person until EMTs got there. And when EMTs took over and got everything situated and then went to look for the person that initially helped out, that person was gone. And the lacrosse fire department would like to recognize that person, whether that person wants to be recognized, they don't know. But if nothing else, they said they would love to to shake that 
person's hand and, you know, say thank you, I guess. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line if you want to get in here. Uh, you know, I guess we had the fire department on now two days in a row. Number three called in yesterday, and I still just kind of trying to get some answers to this. But uh, number three called yesterday. He said that he heard the fire department was having a consultant come in to study the Northside Fire Department, the new Northside Firehouse. And we had some city council member, had her is listening to the show, maybe listening now. I texted him to get another answer out of this. But uh, he had called in and he said, uh, that's not true. And then he helped me get Ken Gilliam on the air yesterday. And Gilliam called in, the fire chief for lacrosse called in and said, no, they're not hiring a consultant. They have enough consulting and they're ready to work. They want to, they want to uh, get things going with the new firehouse uh, on the north side. So that's, uh, you know, like, and I have this sound right here, so I can play it too. We've got enough consulting, enough knowledge, don't need any more consulting, we need actions. So what happened, I think what number three heard over the grapevine, because he just said he heard it from somebody else, was that the city is going to, either they passed or they're looking into having a feasibility study on the north side. And I'm not, you know, consultant feasibility study. They're, they're a little bit different, but I think that's what maybe what uh, we heard or maybe what he heard. And uh, we talked to Cabot, uh, lacrosse mayor Tim Cabot, just about that. And this is what Mayor Cabot said. We're proposing in the 2020 capital budget $3 million to start the construction of a new north side station. And this feasibility really takes that next step then to start the design and, and all of the, you know, the technical parts that go along with that. So that's where we're at with a new fire department on the lacrosse north side. Is they're putting a proposal into the budget for 2020, $3 million for a new north side fire station. And it's all in. It's they're being they're planning this. So now they're going to have a feasibility study. And if you want to get into uh, consultant versus feasibility studies, you can. Um, and I didn't. I don't know how much a feasibility study costs. I couldn't get that. Sorry. Uh, but that's where we're at. So you know, and Gilliam was on here yesterday. He said you know they're looking at where to build a fire department. The building is almost eighty years old. If they end up having to tear down the building that they're in and putting up a new fire department in that same spot on the north side, it's a little bit of a predicament because they need to have a fire department on the north side. So they need somewhere to go. And I said maybe an Airbnb or something, but you know, nobody's garage is big enough for a fire truck. That was a joke. Um, all right. We're going to go. We're going to hit Scott's comment here in a minute. Not even a minute. How about 15 seconds? And we'll be back with more right here on Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914. The Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line if you want to get in here. Let Elcast play for a little bit there. Uh, Brewers sending uh, their ace back to the mound today. You guys didn't hear this. The Brewers will be on right after the show, but over on WKTY. Bob Euchre on the call, uh, 605 coverage begins, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 
Brandon Woodruff returns from the IL. He hadn't pitched since July 21st when he suffered a bleak strain. Uh, he's 26 years old, 3.75 ERA, 11 and 3 record, in 117 and two thirds innings. He's got 136 strikeouts, which is awesome. Uh, Brewers have won four in a row and 11 of their last 12 as they try to either get the division back or at least secure that wild card spot from the Cubs. All right, we're going to go to the phones here. Yeah, caller, who's this? This is number three. Hey, how's it going? It's going very good. And how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> Terrible. No, I'm fine. Terrible, huh? <laughs> anyway, I just heard on your news that the uh, $2 million car wash is right on schedule up at the airport. Yeah, right on schedule to, uh, you know, it's good to have a car wash going in the winter around here because all the salt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I don't think you wash your cars very often, do you? I don't wash my car. I, wa- I try to wash my truck because it's an Arizona truck. So it has, oh, okay. or a California right. Good truck. Thinking. Anyway, uh, I think that $2 million that we stuck in the car wash up there would have went a long ways on that new fire station on the north side. That's all I've got to say. Okay, did you hear Thanks. me talk? I was talking about oh. you before the news. Were, were you listening or not? Yeah, I, I I was listening. Did you kind of understand? Uh, maybe I and I don't know the difference between a feasibility study and a uh, and a consultant. I think maybe that's what you heard, right? You. It could have been that they're talking way over my uh, level, you know. Yeah. It, I, to me, it's still if they got to hire somebody for that study, then it's just like a consultant. But if the boys can do that. On their own, and I see no problem with it. Well, sure. What I think, Gil- and Gilliam kind of just he he blew by this real quick. But I think yesterday he said that that's part of the architectural design. So we're, we don't right. have an architect on staff at the city. So well, you can say that again. They can't <laughs> even they can't even get the right price on a, a, a poop house down there at the new boat landing. They missed that by two hundred thousand dollars. So okay, and that's beyond my pay grade too. So. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, number three, he's always trolling Sean Hannity a little bit because I, I think if you guys listen to Hannity before the show, he, uh, I, I believe some of the callers call like they're they're so grateful that Hannity has allowed them to come on the air. So that's what number three is doing there, being extra polite. I don't, and I don't know why he's doing that because you don't need to be polite with me. Uh, I got a text in here, so I mentioned before the break. Uh, a couple of a couple of national headlines: Trump outpaces Obama and Bush in naming ex lobbyists to the cabinet. And I said that's kind of the opposite of what draining the swamp means. And if you didn't hear Trump after he was elected, he said, uh, you know, he heard he heard that whole drain the swamp thing, and he thought it was hokey. I believe the word he said was hokey, and he didn't want to do it, but he did it. The crowd cheered, and he and he literally was saying this on stage. He's like, "Wow, you guys really love that." So he kept saying it, <laughs> but it, him saying it doesn't mean he, he believed it. He thought it was stupid. Uh, in less than three years, Donald Trump has made more lobbyists to cabinet-level posts than his most recent predecessors did in eight years. So Trump's got him outpaced three to eight years. Uh, at one point, Trump did say the unholy alliance of lobbyists and donors and special interests, but that's apparently you know holy to him now. Amount spent in 2019 on lobbying the U.S. government is on pace to match or exceed 
last year's total by $3.4 billion, and that's the most since 2010. And uh, these might be hard numbers to judge. If Trump is Trump has outpaced you know, his predecessors in three years than they did in eight years in hiring former lobbyists to cabinet-level positions, it might be apples to oranges because isn't Trump always firing all, all everyone that works in his cabinet and then rehire, and hiring other people? So he fires one guy who was a former lobbyist, hires another guy who was a former lobbyist. That's two. Well, you already, you know, the, his predecessors probably, you know, are definitely not firing people as as much as Trump is. But uh, Trump's cabinet includes the heads of 15 executive departments and seven other senior level positions, such as the APA and director of the National Intelligence. Those guys lobbyists. Obama's cabinet had the same number of members and Bush's cabinet had two fewer. But of course, those guys were in office for eight years. The Trump's three. Uh, text or text uh, free speech Fred. I believe this is from him. Really, Rick? Did I hear you right? Trump most certainly believes in draining the swamp. They've been trying to sink him in quicksand for three years. Okay. I'm not... I don't know who they are. The swamp has been trying to sink him? Or... Confused. Uh, 608-785-7914. Better Hearing Center talk and text line if you want to get in here. Uh, A couple other stories that we had... Oh, just the whole like Saudi Arabia oil thing. Gas is up five cents a gallon now, I think, uh, across the nation. I believe it's up 10 cents a gallon. So is it time to, you know, get your oil, your empty drums and all your gas cans and run down to the gas station? If you hadn't already, you should have did it yesterday because gas went up five cents over the last night uh, and just start filling up everything that holds gasoline. Just kind of like place them around your, you know, get get them in your garage. Maybe put them outside under an awning or something. You probably don't want a whole bunch of gasoline in your house. Um, but better start filling up, right? Uh, a $25 barrel increase, a barrel increase in oil prices is the kind of move that analysts cite as a potential threat to the economy. If the gas prices per barrel went up by 25 bucks. That would add 50, 50 cents to the cost of each gallon of gas. So we're at five cents now, I think 10 cents across the nation. And uh, analysts say that would mean an extra $45 monthly in spending on gasoline alone for a typical family. So bar- barrel prices went up 25 bucks, add 50 cents to, to each gallon, and that gives you uh, your Hulu subscription. You got to cancel that now because you're buying gasoline. Uh, Monday's spike was twenty was fifteen percent. This might be just like we might be. It's always funny. This happens right away, and gas goes up, and then it kind of settles down. So this might actually be settling down. Monday's spike was fifteen percent. Barrels of oil went up to sixty two dollars and ninety cents. Um, but if you remember two thousand eleven to fourteen, barrels of oil were over a hundred dollars. So like we're fine at this point, and today. The uh, U.S. benchmark for uh, barrels of oil, $59. So yesterday, $62.90. Today, $59.34. So it actually went down. So maybe we're all right. But they said Monday's jump is expected to add roughly $0.20 to gas prices, which now average $2.56 a gallon nationally. And I think in town, it's $2.49. And I think yesterday it was $2.44, $2.44. 
45 somewhere around there. So are you worried about gas prices or is this just like hype at this point? I mean, they're not $4 a gallon. Thanks, Obama. Right? <laughs> anyway, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back. Uh, we'll probably talk about this uh, ex-lobbyist thing. Maybe I got a couple more texts about that. Um, and then rehash the whole, if you didn't hear about the fire department, they've got a viral post up right now that we'll talk about when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, first half of the hour, we talked to Lance Trigastat from the Lacrosse Fire Department. Lacrosse Fire Department has a post up on their website. Now it has, if I refresh it, I'm going to see how many shares it has now because it's it's up there. It's it's viral. As far as local stuff goes, um, this thing's going viral. It's got 840 shares. So in the last uh, eh, 20 minutes, maybe not even, it's had 120 shares since we talked to, talk to Lance. So that's the, uh, the power of radio right there. Um, anyway, on the south side of lacrosse today, somebody... You know, needed CPR. I guess I, I don't know what happened to them or anything about it, obviously. Uh, but somebody needed CPR and and um, you know, before first responders got there, uh, somebody had helped out, performed CPR, and first responders got there. They got that person taken care of, probably sent to the hospital, from what I'm guessing. And when you know, either the fire department or first responders turned around to thank this person for doing such a great job in the meantime before they got there. That person was gone and they couldn't thank them. And at this point, the lacrosse fire department wants to know who that person was on the south side. If you got information, then, you know, call the fire department and let them know or get on this Facebook post and, and put a comment down. A couple of people have already commented that you know, at least one comment said it was a retired fire chief. And, and Captain Lance Trigastad with the fire department said, well, it's not their fire chief. They're the retired fire chief because they would have known based on, I think, maybe videos or, you know, like maybe Walmart videos or anything like that. They would have recognized who that was. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Tom, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Rick, um what are the, what's the address of the Northside Library and the fire department right next door? I, I just want to know if they're right next door to one another or not. Because if they are, they can go like this. They can make a library 2.0. Not crucial where it really is. Okay, okay. Tom. And then expand the fire department into the land where the library is. If they're right next to one another, right. I don't know. Tom, the, the Northside Library is 1552 Kane Street. Okay. Okay, give me a second now. So 1552 Kane Street. And then, yeah. I, you know, there's multiple fire departments, so let me, let me look here. I'm not sure if I'm going to get the address of the, the Northside Fire Department off the top of my head here. Because Google's not going to help me out. But I, I believe that I was told yesterday they're a, they're a block apart. Also, so you you want the library and the fire department to combine buildings? No. Oh. Not necessarily. So I was just saying, if they're right next to one another, 
knock the library down, put a library 2.0 elsewhere, but apparently they're not next to one another. I'm sorry. So you want to uh, you want you want to build a new library and a new fire department? <laughs> no. Not really. No. No. Okay. I thought it, no, but I thought it'd be funny if you were proposing putting the fire department in because because Fire Chief Ken Gilliam yesterday said they kind of want to do a private public partnership and uh, you know combine the the fire department along with maybe some other business. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna combine the police station up on the north side, the community center up there. They're gonna have them all in one building. And you, I thought maybe we put another government entity in there. We'll put the library in there. But then every time there's a fire alarm somewhere and the fire trucks pull out and they're loud and their sirens are blaring, uh, you know how bad the librarians are going to be shushing the fire department. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, I have another thought of a different note. I thought it was funny, um, Tom. I thought that was funny. I have a thought of a different note. The newspaper has no classified advertising in it. Years ago, I proposed to Mitch to um, make it easier to place a classified ad in the newspaper. Okay. Like, uh, 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 a length of wire, you can put a computer anywhere and run it to the newspaper down the wire. The city bus station would be a very good place to put an easy-to-contact the lacrosse Tribune to place your classified ad. Okay. Do you, Tom, I think they still have classifieds in the paper. I guess I don't get the... Nobody gets the yeah, paper anymore. There, there aren't any. Nobody has any interest in it. Right, exactly. So why would we? why would we have it then if nobody's interested in it? Right, I can yeah, tell you this, Tom. On fa- it, it's called Facebook Marketplace. Everyone puts their stuff for sale up for the, up there for free. So we're not going to pay for classified. For so long, you can take a newspaper with you. Everyone's got a phone, Tom. All that stuff's on in their hand. You got a battery in your hand. Yeah, everyone's got it. It's all. That's why. And uh, also, Craigslist is still pretty prevalent. Thanks for the call, Tom. Tom's not very happy with me. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, just Facebook Marketplace. Pretty easy. The only thing is, if you're selling something kind of weird, all your Facebook friends find out what you're selling. And maybe they want to buy it, but also like, oh, you have one of those? So it kind of makes you hesitate when you want to sell some weird stuff. I have all, all kinds of weird stuff I want to sell, but I refuse to do it on Marketplace. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, 608-785-7914 if you want to get in here quick. Um, yeah, we had Fire Chief Ken Gilliam on here talking about the Northside Fire Department, or Northside, the new Northside Fire House that they want to build. And we had uh, we talked to Tim Cabot about that. I think number three called in, and he was worried that the city hired another consultant because they seem to do that a lot. Um, but I don't think they can have like this one giant overseer of all things, like the smartest, they have to be like the most well-rounded, smartest guy alive that the city hires, and he knows everything about everything, so that the city doesn't can't hire a consultant because they just they have this guy. And I, I, 
it kind of hinted at that the number three yesterday. But I, I, I also said like that guy would be like the highest paid employee in the state, maybe because it, it, at least in the city, he, he should be the highest paid employee if he's going to know about you know the lacrosse center and all everything that has to do with that, all the fire business and police business, and you know we need a consultant about. I think they're doing a soil study in the city because of erosion. He's got to be an expert there. He probably would have to be a parking expert. So anytime we we need parking information, we go to this guy. Um, grass and weeds, right? Like we, he's, he'd have to be the shoveling guy. Uh, you know, like I don't think Jim Flatmeyer can do all that. He's just the parking guy. And the police are doing the parking stuff too. But if we had this overseer, we would never need a consultant about anything. Um, I think the, the city wants to do a like a museum, a lacrosse museum. So he'd have to be an expert on all things that have to do with a building a museum, maybe also the history of lacrosse. He would need to know all that. Uh, we, we're moving artwork around. He'd have to be an expert in art and also in moving art. Uh, not a person named art, but artwork. Like the uh, the giant native-looking statue in Riverside Park. He'd have to know all about that, its history, and also how to move it because it's falling apart and we might have to move it and that, that'll cost money. So just be something tough, something uh, that would be tough, I think. Uh, it would be tough for the city to have, have a guy like that. And then uh, to be on, he would have to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars, which then would save the city hundreds of thousands of dollars because aren't they spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on all these other consultants, right? That's what's going on. <laughs> All right, I think Tom. Tom's back. Tom, Tom, are you back? Yeah. Okay. The guy you just described would be a lifer like me. I've been here since the day I was born, but I have been other places on Earth. Okay. So he's got to be a the lacrosse native. The computer takes you anywhere on Earth, but did you get up off your seat and walk around a little bit? You know. Okay. Thank you. All right. So also this guy would have to be like very in tune to lacrosse, probably had to live here a long time. So he knows all the ins and outs about the city, right? (laughs) Along with having all the education, he'd have to be an architect. He'd have to be an engineer. Uh, He'd probably have to work on stuff that breaks down. He'd probably have to be a mechanic. The snowplow breaks down. He'd have to know. Like we, we're hiring consultants on salt studies, right? So he'd have to know all about salt. <laughs> all right, so we can move on. We got like two and a half minutes. If you guys want to text in, I think I think uh, I think Free Speech Fred was still arguing with me about about lobbyists, but the whole drain the swamp thing is kind of funny. I f- I feel like a lot of things that Trump says are ironic. Because whatever he says, he kind of does the opposite in terms of he was going to lock Hillary up. Remember that? Where are we on that one? He also said during one of his campaign rallies that we're not doing that anymore. That was just a joke. Like he's and everyone (laughs) behind him because they always have people behind him when he's talking. Everyone was like, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh but free speech Fred texts in uh, combined fire station and mobile advertising business on the fire trucks. <laughs> kind of like the buses do, Fred. I think the buses do that already in the city. Um, 
Adam said, not sure the address of the Northside Fire Department, but it's at the corner of Liberty and Gillette Street. I couldn't really Google that. I tried to do it while talking, which is always fun, super fun to like try to read and talk at the same time. It's kind of like chewing gum and walking, right? I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, so there's your answer, Tom. The Liberty and Gillette Street and the library's on somewhere on Kane Street. So they're not next to each other. Too bad. I think they're a block apart. I think I was told they were a block apart. But uh, that's probably going to do it for today. I think... Um, we're going to have Ken Gilliam on maybe next week. We kind of talked about it. Fire Chief Ken Gilliam. He's like, I can come on any day this week. And I'm like, you already were on yesterday. I don't, we don't need you on again, but... Uh, October 7th, we're going to have the mayor. I'm going to try to get Scott Robert Shaw on one of these days, too, um, so you guys can blast him with questions. All right, now go over to WKTY if you want to listen to Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers. He's back. Brewers looking for five in a row and 12 out of 13. Thanks, guys.